Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's readings, we hear St. Paul exhorting us to remember to always pray that our eyes will be opened to see the glory to which we have been called. Dear friends, from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 to 23, I haven't once heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and the love that you show towards all the saints have never failed to remember you in my prayers and to thank God for you. May the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and perception of what is revealed to bring you to full knowledge of him. May he enlighten the eyes of your mind so that you can see what hope his call holds for you, what rich glories he has promised the saints will inherit, and how infinitely great is the power that he has exercised for us believers. This you can tell from the strength of his power at work in Christ. When he used it to raise him from the dead and to make him sit at his right hand in heaven, far above every sovereignty, authority, power, or domination, or any other name that can be named not only in this age, but also in the age to come. He has put all things under his feet and made him as the ruler of everything, the head of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills the whole creation. Dear friends, from this reading, St. Paul tells us and shows us that he was a man of prayer. St. Paul was a man of prayer. He says, I have never failed to remember you in my prayers and to thank God for you. No wonder he will tell us to pray with our season in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. St. Paul was a man of prayer and he says he has never failed to remember the people of Ephesus in his prayers. It means he was constantly praying for them. How is our prayer life? Friends, how is our prayer life? St. Paul realized that indeed, apart from God, he can do nothing. And so he was always in touch with God. I've said it over and over again, and I'll repeat it. Friends, the very fact that we believe in prayer is because we pray. If we claim to believe in prayer and we don't pray, friends, it's just a sign that we don't believe in prayer. Prayerlessness, not making time to pray, not making time to sit at the feet of Jesus and communicate with him is a proof, is a sign enough to show and to tell us that we don't believe in prayer. If we believe in prayer, we will pray. And the sign that we believe in prayer is the fact that we make time to pray. If we don't make time to pray, friends, there's no argument about it. It means we don't believe in prayer. And we, if we don't believe in prayer, all we are saying is that we can make it on our own. And we are saying that we don't need God. 
And friends, that is a nonverbal communication of pride. But when we make time to sit at the feet of Jesus, all we are saying is that we believe in him and we believe that apart from him, we can do nothing and that we need him in our lives. When we are not praying, what we are telling God is that we don't need him. That is nonverbal communication. And I said it already, that is pride. And God resists the proud. God resists the proud, but will always come to the aid and the help of the humble. And one of the signs of humility is to make time to pray. And St. Paul tells us that he was a man of prayer. And he was pleased with the people of Ephesus. He was pleased with the people of Ephesus, that is the Ephesians. So much like that he remembered them every day. Why? He said he was impressed about the fact that they exhibited their faith through love. I haven't once heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the love that you show. Friends, our faith, faith speaks. Faith speaks. Our faith must speak in our actions. When we demonstrate our faith out of love or in love, it speaks louder than anything else. In Galatians 5, 6, St. Paul makes us very understand. Remember last week, he told us that the, the only thing that brings power and effectiveness to our faith is when we exhibit that faith or when we express that faith out of love. Because faith without love is useless. So St. Paul is saying that he heard about the faith of the Ephesians in the Lord Jesus Christ and the love that they showed towards one another. So they demonstrated their faith out of what? Love. They demonstrated their faith out of their love for one another. Friends, we cannot claim to have faith when we don't have love, when we don't show love. Our faith is useless without love. And St. Paul was impressed about the people of Ephesus because they demonstrated their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ by their love for one another. And you know, that is what Jesus says. It's only by our love for one another that the world will know and believe that we are his disciples. John chapter 13. Friends, the only proof that we are believers of Jesus Christ is our love for one another. That is why we must learn and quickly stop all the bickering and the quarreling among us as churches, denominations, societies, and groups in the church. Friends, these are counter-Christ. These are counter-Christian. These are counter, um, these are against the expression of, of our faith. They are not promoting Christianity and they are giving us a bad light and even a counter-witness, so to speak. We must desist from that. Now, St. Paul's go on to say, May the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and perception of what is revealed to bring you to full knowledge of him. St. Paul was praying that the Lord will open the minds of these Ephesians and give them the spirit of wisdom and perception so that they will understand what it means to be Christian, what it means to be called a Christian, or what it means to accept Jesus Christ as one's Lord and Master. These were believers, and yet St. Paul was praying for them that their minds be enlightened and be opened with the spirit of wisdom. And friends, this is what we must pray for every day. 
We must be conscious of this and pray every day for the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of understanding that God will enlighten us and open our minds to understand what it means to be a Christian. Friends, he says, May the Lord open your eyes. May the Lord open the eyes of your mind so that you can see what hope his call holds for you. What rich glories he has promised the saints will inherit and how infinitely great is the power that he has exercised for us believers. This you can tell from the strength of his power at work in Christ Jesus. So St. Paul is saying that, look, there is so much for the Christian. There is so much advantage. There is so much blessing. There is so much goodness. There is so much um, riches and glory for the Christian. That's what he's saying. May he enlighten, may the Lord enlighten your minds. But you see, all he's saying is that if our minds and our eyes are not opened in the spiritual realm, so to speak, we will not come to this realization. Friends, you know in Luke chapter 24, the disciples were walking with Jesus after his resurrection. They didn't recognize, they didn't know he was the one. It was only at the breaking of the bread that they recognized that that was Jesus. Friends, it takes the grace of God for us to even recognize Jesus. And that is why we must take communion, Holy Communion, very seriously. Friends, when we receive Holy Communion, we are no longer the same. These disciples in Luke 24, they, uh, their eyes were opened to behold Jesus, to understand even his teachings when they broke bread, when Jesus broke the bread. Friends, we must take communion very seriously. Now, St. Paul is saying that until our spiritual eyes and our minds are opened, we will be living in darkness and in fear. And this explains further why in the gospel, for example, we will be afraid to declare our, um, our, our, our being Christian in public. That explains why we will be afraid to tell everybody to declare before everybody that we are Christian. Let us take the reading and see something. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, if anyone openly declares himself for me in the presence of men, the Son of Man will declare himself for him in the presence of the angels. But the man who disowns me in the presence of men will be disowned in the presence of God's angels. Everyone who says a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When they take you before synagogues and magistrates, and authorities do not worry about how to defend yourselves or what to say because when the time comes the Holy Spirit will teach you what you must say yesterday Jesus told us not to be afraid today he is telling us the same we should not be afraid to declare openly we should not be afraid to declare who we are as Christians we should not be uh, afraid to talk to people about Jesus Christ we should not be afraid to live lives that show that we are Christians. We should not be uh, afraid to contradict the world when their actions and inactions are against the gospel principles and the gospel values. That is what it means to declare openly that we belong to Jesus. When we see things going wrong or when we are acting contrary to the gospel values in society, when we are acting contrary to the gospel values, whether ourselves or we see others doing that and we keep quiet, we are failing to declare Jesus. 
We are failing to declare Jesus when we, uh, when we fail to, uh, to live out our Christian life in boldness and in confidence. When we fail to speak out, when we, uh, to, to speak out against the ills in society and uh, even stop them ourselves. When we fail to do these things, we are denying Jesus publicly. And Jesus is saying that when we stubbornly continue doing that, we are even sinning against the Holy Spirit. Because he says, if we disown him in the presence of men, he will disown us in the presence of God's angels. In other words, we will not be forgiven. That is part of the sins against the Holy Spirit. To stubbornly persist in disowning Jesus before men. To stubbornly persist in refusing to speak about Jesus. In refusing to tell the world that we belong to Christ. Persistent and stubbornly doing so is also a sin against the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, we are told, is the one who will give us the strength to do so. So when we are not open to the Holy Spirit, what we are doing is that we are rejecting him and we are offending him, so to speak. Because Jesus tells us that we should not be afraid. The Holy Spirit will help us. So if we are not doing that, it means we are refusing the help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always available to help us. He is in us and he is with us. And so failure to do that means that we are not cooperating with him. Because Jesus wants to be acknowledged before everyone so that people come and believe in him. We must speak about Jesus. We must evangelize. Failure to do so, it, it, it means that we are rejecting the promptings of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who is the chief evangelizer, the agent of evangelization. He nudges us and urges us daily to speak about Jesus. In so many ways. To speak out against the ills in society. To demonstrate that we are Christians by our actions. Not only words, by our actions. We must demonstrate wherever we find ourselves that we belong to Jesus. Like Joshua, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In everywhere, in, in every place, wherever we find ourselves, we must be ready to declare like Joshua, as for me, I will serve the Lord. We must be ready to act contrary to the world. We must be ready to stand up. Even when everybody is sitting down and lying down, we must be ready to stand up. The risk is there. But the good news is that the Holy Spirit is there for us. And friends, we are afraid to do so by and large because our eyes are not opened in the spiritual realm to see the help we have, to see the reality out there. And this reminds me of the story of what happened in 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6, you remember the king of Syria was looking for Elisha. When they were looking for Elisha, they finally discovered where he was. They said he was in Dothan. When they, caught, when they got to Dothan, the army of Syria got to Dothan. Now early in the morning, the servant of Elisha came out. When he came out, he saw the whole of their, um, their place, their house, so to speak, where they were staying. The whole place was surrounded by this army on a hill. Fear caught him. He ran inside and told Elisha, we are doomed. Let me just take it and you hear. In 2 Kings chapter 6, 2 Kings chapter 6, from verse 13, the king told them, find out where he is. The king ordered, and I will capture him. When he was told that Elisha was in Dothan, he sent a large force there with horses and chariots. They reached the town at night and surrounded it. 
Early the next morning, Elisha's servant got up and went out of the house and saw the Syrian troops with their horses and chariots surrounding the town. He went back to Elisha and, ex and exclaimed, We are doomed, sir. What shall we do? Verse 16, Elisha answered, Don't be afraid. We have more on our side than they have on theirs. Did you hear that? Then he prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord answered his prayer, and Elisha's servants looked up and saw the hillside covered with horses and chariots of fire all round Elisha. It goes on. Make time and read the whole of 2 Kings chapter 6. Friends, the, 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 the truth of the matter is that, look, St. Paul is saying that we should pray that God will enlighten our minds and open our understanding. And friends, I said it before, anytime we open the scriptures to read, we must pray like David in Psalm 119 verse 18. Lord, open my mind to understand and see the wonderful truths in your word. There are wonderful truths about us in the word of God. Wonderful truths about the Christian life, which will only come to us through revelation. And that is what St. Paul prayed. Let's take it again. He said, may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and perception of what is revealed. It's already revealed, but it takes them, uh, our, our eyes to open to see what is revealed already in the scriptures. To bring you to full knowledge of him. May he enlighten the eyes of your mind so that you can see what hope his call holds for you. So there is hope for the believer. Never give up. What rich glories he has promised the saints will inherit. And how infinitely great is the power that he has exercised for us believers. Friends, we are blessed. But like the servant of Elisha, because our eyes are not opened, which we should pray for as St. Paul is exhorting us, we should pray that God will open our eyes to see. That is why, because our eyes are not opened, we don't know the power within us. We don't know the power we have. And we don't know that the host of angels in heaven are around us and with us. And above all, we have forgotten that the Holy Spirit is in us to help us. The question is, why would we be afraid to declare publicly that we belong to Jesus? Why are we afraid to talk about Jesus? Why are we ashamed to, 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 to behave like Christians? Why are we ashamed to speak our faith, to declare our faith, to share our faith, and to tell everybody that we are Christians? It is because we don't truly know who we are. If we know our true identity, friends, and we know that the, the host of angels, the whole of heaven is backing us, we will not be afraid. And so it is crucial for us to pray this prayer that God will open our eyes to truly see and know who we are. Think about it. If you are the son of the president of Italy or Ghana, think about it. You are the son of the president. Will you be afraid to show who you are? Think about it. If you are conscious of who you are, what would you, should you be afraid of? We are children of heaven. We are the children of God. Why should we be afraid? Is because we don't know who we truly are. Every human being wants to identify with the wealthy, with the rich, with the influential, with the powerful people. Everybody wants to identify with them. And everybody wants to associate with them. In the same way, if we know who God is, our Father, and what it means to be a Christian, we will not be afraid to associate ourselves with Jesus. We will not be afraid to declare him publicly because we know who we truly are. 
And that is why we must not joke with the scriptures. The book of James make, makes us understand the scriptures are like a mirror. As we look into the scriptures and we keep beholding the word of God, there are revelations that come into us about who we truly are. When we keep reading the word, when we keep meditating on the word, friends, the word of God reveals to us, we see us in a mirror, who we truly are. And nothing can shake us. Friends, nothing can shake us. Nothing can harm us. Nothing can hurt us. Friends, we are protected 24-7. We are protected. We are preserved. We are secured. We are, oh, friends, let us ask the Lord daily, as St. Paul has told us, that the Lord will open our minds and our eyes to see who we truly are. Every day, we must make conscious efforts to consciously pray this prayer that may he enlighten the eyes of our minds so that we can see what hope his call, that is the Christian call, holds for us and what riches, what rich glories God has promised us. Friends, there is a lot for us Christians. We are blessed beyond measure. We are protected beyond protection. Friends, we are protected, securely protected. Nothing can hurt us. Friends, our future is bright and our future is secured in Christ. Nothing should scare us. Don't let your present situation deter you. Don't let your present situation scare you. Friends, everything we are going through will end in praise. Look, the angels were on the mountain, but Elisha's servant did not see them, and so he was afraid, and he cried and said, we are doomed. Why? Because he couldn't see beyond his physical sight. But when Elisha prayed that God should open his eyes, and God indeed opened his eyes, he saw that even though he, the angels were there, before the prayer, he didn't see them, and he was afraid. That is our state, many of us as Christians. Look, angels are around us. We are protected, but because we cannot see them, we are scared and we are afraid. Friends, the truth of the matter is that God is with us. and says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. May God indeed help us to be so conscious about these truths that we will walk everywhere and declare Jesus as Lord. That we will walk everywhere and proclaim him before people. That we will acknowledge Jesus everywhere without fear or favor in the name of Jesus Christ. And in doing so, friends, we will be blessed. We will bring glory and honor to God, so to speak. And friends, people will come to know Jesus and also be saved and also experience the blessings, the riches, the glories, and the power that is in Christ Jesus. Friends, you are powerfully, you are powerfully secured. We are a blessed people. Remain calm and let us pray daily that the Lord will truly, will indeed open our eyes to see who we are, who we truly are in Christ Jesus. Do not be afraid. Do not be scared. Just keep trusting in the Lord. Keep walking in the Lord. Keep praying and keep meditating daily in the scriptures. We will see who we truly are in the Lord. We are blessed. We are protected. And we are beyond distraction in the name of Jesus Christ. Do not be afraid. Whatever we are going through will end in praise. Will end to the glory of God. The Holy Spirit is our helper. God indeed is our helper in the name of Jesus Christ. May our mother Mary intercede for us always for these, uh, these truths to be revealed to us in Jesus' name. Remain blessed. Have a wonderful day in the name of Jesus.